Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, this is Rebecca Geyer, author of Smart Marketing for Engineers, an inbound marketing guide to reaching technical audiences. And you are listening to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails with Bacardi in my drink. Hello and welcome to this hopefully short-lived series that will be airing in addition to the weekly marketing book podcast interviews. I'm your host, Douglas Burdett, and my goal during this unusual time is to reconnect you with past guests on the Marketing Book Podcast, share some ideas and inspiration, and maybe a much-needed laugh or two. I've interviewed over 200 authors on the show, and my plan is to continue this series until I either run out of authors or quarantine, whichever comes first. A word of warning, the host and guest may very likely be drinking cocktails during these conversations. I mean, come on. They are recorded during the cocktail hour. To find the show notes for each episode with pictures of each guest and links mentioned in their conversation, visit marketingbookcocktails.com. Marketingbookcocktails.com. See what I did there? And if you'd like to join the conversation, email a voice recording to me at douglas at salesartillery.com, and I'll try to include it in a future episode. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn where we can chat. Rebecca Geyer, welcome to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Douglas. Thanks for having me. So what is going on in your quarantined world? Oh my gosh, where do I start? I, I feel like I've been, uh, I'm busier than ever. Um, I am just, yeah, starting a new job and writing a couple of books and all kinds of things that we can go into. But it's been, uh, it's actually been a very busy 2020 for me. And now where are you? You're in, uh, are you in Austin? Yeah, Austin, Texas, where it's really hot. Although Uh, we got some rain this week, which was good. Oh, good, good. Well, now you were on episode 147, and this week I think I published episode 285. So back in November of 2017. So for new listeners to the Marketing Book Podcast, introduce yourself and tell folks who you are and what the heck you do. Thank you. Yeah, I am. So my name's Rebecca Geyer. I have been marketing to engineers for coming up on about 30 years. I've been on and led internal teams doing it. I've started companies who focus on it. I've consulted and coached leaders who are responsible for marketing and sales to engineers and and really technical audiences. I wrote uh, a DIY book for engineers to learn about modern inbound and content marketing. That's that's actually what led me to be an honored guest on your show. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I can't believe it's been three years. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, and I am now co-authoring a university textbook that we think will be the first research-based text on content marketing for university 
uh, focused um, market. So for students, really the next generation, I'm, I've had several of your regular guests, Joe Polizzi, Robert Rose, Adele Ravella, others have all helped uh, provide material and insights and we're hoping to finish it up later this year. So, and I guess the most recent uh, title to add to my uh, my list is I I decided to dust off the practitioner gloves and and get back in the ring. And I just uh, joined a few founders of a, st- a software startup in the chemical industry as CMO. So helping oh, congratulations. to congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's kind of breaking news, isn't it? It is a little bit of breaking news, yeah. And uh, and actually, I we we posted it on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago, um, but we had to be a little bit stealth because the website wasn't live yet. But I I think that by the time this publishes, the website will be live, or I'm going to either jump off a cliff or be a full on alcoholic by then. It's, uh, it's well, I can help me. with both. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But uh, but yeah, it's called uh, the company's called ChemVM. So chemical chemical virtual marketplace and chemvm.com is, uh, is the website. So yeah, it's been a really busy 2020. I, um, I've also been uh, talking to some folks over at Texas A&M about maybe joining the faculty there, which is, which is a dream of mine and it it wouldn't be for another year or so, but uh, we'll see where that goes. So would you go to college station to teach or? It, yeah, partly it's a mix. It's, it's mostly online. It's a professional engineering management master's program and, uh, they're they're trying to fill the gap um, in the area of communications, and so uh, yeah, that that would be a, a real dream. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. We're just in the early conversations, but it's been a very busy 2020 for me. Wow! Now we should back up a bit and explain that for I guess about 10 years you were the co-founder co-owner of True Marketing in Austin, along right. with uh, Wendy Covey, and Wendy is still there. Uh, yep. hold, holding down the fort. And I believe I heard that she's working on a book. And uh, I think I even pointed her in the direction of the publisher that she hired, which is also in Austin, uh, Greenleaf Publishing. Uh, Tanya Hall's the CEO. And I interviewed Tanya about her book a while back on oh, nice. publishing a nonfiction book called Ideas, Influence, and Income. Terrific, terrific nice. book. What is Wendy's book going to be about? Is it about content marketing, I think? It is out. It is on the market. And any of your listeners that are interested in content marketing across the board, but in particular in the engineering space, uh, can can go check it out and and certainly go to truemarketing.com and uh, and look for it. But yeah, it's it's already out. She, She worked really hard and I know the team supported her immensely in getting that out and so, uh, so oh, yeah, we're yeah, I see here it is. It's, for- it's called Content Marketing Engineered Build yep. Trust and Convert Buyers with Technical Content. Well, you know, I, I spoke to her, I got her pointed to the publisher. I guess, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of old news. Um, so nice. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, hopefully she'll let, uh, I, I'll get a copy of that at some point. Um, that's right up my alley, just like uh, your book, Smart Marketing for Engineers. So, yeah, um, we should go back a little bit and talk about us. And yeah. uh, so it's because I'm pretty sure Carl Sakis, who's an ad agency consultant, who you who I, you may have met, you may know him. I think his name sounds familiar. Well, here's why it sounds familiar. Um, hit you at Content Marketing World, I guess, in 2017. And I was there. He was going to be moderating the uh, influencer marketing track with all okay. these uh, different speakers, including uh, Lee Oden. 
And uh, just before it started, they, the content marketing world contacted me and said, Douglas, Carl Sakis is in the hospital with appendicitis. Oh, he can't right. make it. And we've got to do something and you're going to help us do something. It was, right. for, it was for the agency track. They have a whole, they yeah. have a whole section for agency folks. So right, right. They I, this I is said, all starting to come back. Yes. So they in said, my little uh, cobwebs of my old memory. That's right. So it was only you know, three something years ago. So uh, I communicated with Carl and I just said, Carl, I'm, I'm not going to do your thing. I've, I've seen him talk before and we're friends. And I just said, no, nah, this needs to be you. You need to come back next year and do it. So we got our heads together and we said, why don't we do an agency uh, panel discussion? So right. that's when we got, I think it was um, Paul Rotzer, who wrote mm-hmm. uh, the marketing agency blueprint as well as uh, the marketing performance blueprint, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I got to interview him for the marketing podcast. And now he's gone on to start this uh, AI for marketing Institute, yeah, the PR 2020 in Cleveland. And we had, uh-huh. uh, and somebody said, oh, we got to get uh, Rebecca Geyer. She's got an agency. <laughs> she can talk about these things. And then Brody Dorland, who had yeah. an agency, and then he started a software firm. And I apologize, Brody, you're going to kill me. I can't recall the name of it, but I'm going to include a link to your firm in uh, this your episode's show notes at marketingbookcocktails.com. So what we yeah. did is we got them all together, and that's when I met you. And uh, I let. I forgot that that's where we met. It was a I, panel yeah, discussion, right, and I right. was able to. You know, we had a lot of things we wanted to talk about, and I, it was really rather well attended. And I was. was able to bring out some of my best stand-up comedy. I, you you did great. That. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, so that was a lot of fun, and and I knew who you were. Oh my goodness! I mean, I knew about your book. I knew about your firm. We were both sort of in the HubSpot ecosystem. Yeah. And, and in manufacturing, we're yes. both in kind of serving the manufacturing space. Yep. Right. And so I, uh, I met you and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy your book because your book was being sold at the bookstore there. Uh-huh. And you said, I said, boy, I'd li- really like to get you to sign it, but I got to catch a flight. And you said, I'm coming with you. I'm going to sign it right there. <laughs> and I thought, man. And so then I read it on the way back and I thought, oh, wow, is this, um, you know, is this uh, too specific for the marketing book podcast audience? And I read it and I thought, nonsense. I loved the way you explained it. And then I had Thank so you. many people. So in other words, um, a lot of it applied to everyone, but it was very interesting just because of my own interest in manufacturing, you know, industrial kind of companies, yeah. small, similar audiences. I loved it. And I've quoted it, and I it's it's on a small stack of books that I keep on the table behind my desk because I refer you. back to you and uh, Bruce McDuffie, author of yeah. uh, the New Way to Market for Manufacturing, and uh, a couple others that I found really helpful for talking very very specifically about that space. Although the truth is, there's a lot of aspects of marketing that apply to engineers or technical audiences that apply to everyone, but they. You know, it's helpful for them to understand that there's other people in their space that are that yeah. are like that. And there was research in your book that yeah. uh, talks specifically about that. And one of the things that really surprised me uh, from your book was this notion that most people will only look at the first page of Google for mm. results. And mm-hmm. that's why the joke is the best place to hide a dead body is on the second page <laughs> of Google results. Uh-huh. But engineers will go to the 10th page. They will keep going. I thought that was so, so interesting. Yeah. It's really remarkable to me. There, there were two, there were two stories that, or two experiences that I had that led me to ask that question on the research that we did. And 
The first one was I was actually driving my husband to the airport one morning early. And I was thinking about this research. And I said to Tim, I said, you know, Tim, I, I have a question. Um, when you're, and he's a very technically minded person in the engineering space. And I said, when you're on, when you're on Google and you're searching for, I don't know, uh, a transformer replacement, or I don't know, something that he does. And I said, tell me about how you search. And anyway, long story short, he basically explained that he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't believe anything that he sees on the first page if not the first couple of pages. And so that was pretty interesting and that he will he will relentlessly search until and he'll keep changing the keywords until he starts to see results that are in the realm of what he's looking for and then he'll go he'll go really deep. Mm-hmm. In in order to find what he needs. And I had had a similar experience in my own work uh, back at a company that uh, that I worked at called National Instruments. The CEO there was a PhD uh, electrical engineer, and he was known for doing searches on Google for the next component that would be in, you know, on a product that they were working on, you know, two years out. And and so he would just be relentlessly lo- looking on linear tech or analog devices or or whatever uh, Xilinx or whatever the site might be to try and find exactly what he was looking for. And so I had this, this empirical experience that that technically minded people would go really deep. And so that's what led me to ask the question. And, and then I found we did the research and I, I, I believe True Marketing is continuing to do the research every year uh, with different partners. IEEE Spectrum, or, or I, sorry, IEEE Global Spec uh, was one of our more recent partners. And we had hundreds of engineers that uh, responded to our survey. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, the vast majority will go three to four pages, but, but actually it was at one, in one study, it was 2% more engineers said they would go like five or six pages or even 10 pages deep than would, than would go to the first page. Hmm. And it just really, it was, it was really cool to go into the research having an, a hypothesis and then actually show having the data really prove it out. And, and all the speaking I did, you know, for years with engineers as I launched the book and was, was helping to uh, drive business for true, um, I would be in these rooms full of engineers and I would show that data and then I would ask them. And, and yeah, they just constantly were confirming the data. That's exactly how they search. So very skeptical, you know, group of people that, not only are they skeptical, but they also are solving very critical applications, medical or transportation, or, you know, they're working in, you know, in, in mill air, you know, in the aerospace, uh, you know, area and, and they just can't, there's not a whole lot of room for error. Yeah. And, and there know. was a book on the show a while back by, I, I know, a very controversial author named Scott Adams, the Dilbert creator. And he was, a, it was a book called Loser Think. And he was explaining in the book all the different ways that different types of people think based on their training. So he talked about how lawyers think. And he talked about scientists and engineers. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was, it was all, it was more of an observation than criticism, but he's just explaining the way different people are trained to think. And what you're describing that, that right there is uh, very much what he talked about in terms of uh, wanting the data and uh, being skeptical and, you know, very, very scientific, which, you know, mm-hmm. they are. So, yeah. 
But let's get back to let's get back to Rebecca Geyer, okay? Okay. Okay. Enough about these books. Ah. Well, I was going to say what a what a what a crazy uh, you know kind of road down memory lane because yeah. with content marketing world because then a couple years later we ended up teaching a class together. I think there. it was the very next one you did a a, a workshop. That's right. It was for, 2018. Uh, engineers yeah. and manufacturing uh-huh. companies. And it was a pretty much an all day thing. And yeah. I got to help you and you oh. had a great panel discussion and we talked about, cool. uh, I did a big thing on the pillar pages and I really, yep. really enjoyed that. That was great fun. I love content marketing world. It's such a terrific, yeah. uh, trick, terrific event. Yeah, it is. We're supposed to speak there, um, this fall, my co-author and I of the textbook, but I, uh, I don't know what they're going to do there. So I'm just kind of Waiting to see. Now, is your textbook for technical and engineering folks, or is it more just content marketing being taught at university level? Yeah, it's a good question. So there's a couple of different readers of that, but primarily it's for uh, undergraduate or graduate level technical communicators. So people who are getting a degree in technical communications who are planning to go into a field of, I mean, it's really content marketing for technical industries at the end of the day. So it's it's really, uh, it would be, you know, probably an elective kind of class that that they would take to get the the sense of content marketing holistically. Uh, we have we have a whole we have a whole f- uh, front matter section of the book that is everything that a content marketer needs to know about marketing, just more, you know, kind of bigger picture branding, mm-hmm. product positioning, marketing planning. All of those really personas. That's where Adele uh, was super helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adele Ravel is the author of uh, one of my favorite books, Buyer Personas. Buyer Personas, mm-hmm. yeah. So I interviewed her, and and she provided me with some really great examples that we'll we'll be citing in the textbook. So, so yeah. So it you know that whole the front matter, but then the 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 second part of the book is all of the best practices for creating content for for technical markets. Uh, for instance, case studies, or I just finished a, this chapter just, it was very intense. It took me about three months to write it and it's on the peso model, but in particular on earned and owned media and writing for earned media, which really, you know, a blog is a great example or sorry, owned media. A great example is, you know, your, your blog or your website, uh, but, and, and then, and then, uh, share, you know, anyway, the whole peso model, but it took, it was very, uh, there was a lot of work to put that chapter together. So, so yeah, yeah hopefully it's a reference, you know, for people who are, you know, they're, they're coming out of undergrad or more likely grad school and they need that marketing context, but then, uh, they're going to go into a content producing kind of role. So that, that's what it, that's what it is. So we'll cool. see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's enough with the so book. Let's get back to uh, Rebecca Geyer. So, okay. you said you might be teaching at Texas A and M. Is that because your son <laughs> is going to be a sophomore there next year? Yeah. So Cooper, actually, he's going to be a junior. Oh, a junior. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was at uh, where was he? At Galveston the first year. He was at Galveston the first year, okay. and then he made it over to the big campus uh, sophomore year, and, uh, and joined yeah, the Corps so- of Cadets. Yeah, so he is in the core, and you'll appreciate because you're a, a military undergrad uh, guy that uh, military school. Right. That they they have all these milestones that mean absolutely nothing to the non-core person, but Cooper is very excited because he gets to wear a white belt junior year, 
which means that he's not an underclassman. It means that he's an upperclassman. Ah. So, and he got some pins for good grades and yeah, he's, he's very excited. We actually had some pretty cool news. It, it came timely around Memorial day that uh, he actually got a call from one of the leaders of the air force, uh, cadre there at uh, Texas A&M, that he was selected among about 20 or selected um, uh, with along with 20 others among about, I don't know, out of hundreds, I don't know what the number was, but to, um, to he was selected to go to officer field training. So he's pretty excited. Uh, he'll be going um, next summer to, to go to officer field training. So we're not really sure where we're still waiting for a lot of the the details. He'll have a busy summer next summer because he'll go to officer field training. And then he he's taking Arabic and his dream is to be an intelligence officer in the Air Force. Uh-huh. And so he's doing uh, an intensive uh, Arabic program in Morocco next summer. So we're kind of enjoying over the pandemic having him home a little bit because uh, we think that probably after you know he heads back to school, we're not going to see him a whole lot for the foreseeable future. So yes, but if he is in the Air Force, uh, he may end up in San Antonio at some point, which is not too I far know. from Austin. I know. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's so right. now your daughter is a nurse in San Antonio, right? She is. What's been going on with her? And I, I, I'm sure you must be have been worried about her during all this pandemic. You know, luckily for for people who know me well, they know that I'm not a I'm not a big worrier. So I'm thankful for that. That's not my default to, to go into worry mode. Um, and, and in fact, sometimes I probably should be worried when I'm not. So I, I tend to be a little bit late to the game on when to worry. But, uh, but yeah, she's an ICU nurse, but she hasn't, and she actually is at a military hospital there in San Antonio, but she hasn't been in a COVID unit. So up to this point, she hasn't been too affected. But interestingly, uh, just this last weekend, she was uh, rotated into a COVID unit and she actually uh, was taking care of a couple of COVID patients. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Molly always wins the, the, uh, the best stories at the dinner table you know, game, <laughs> being an ICU nurse and being a marketer and my husband, you know, being a, a, a facilities engineer, not, and then Cooper, you know, we don't, probably want to hear his stories in college, but, but, uh, yeah, she usually wins the stories with, um, with her, her hospital stories, but she did, you know, just share last weekend that it was pretty eye opening for her. She had a patient that came in that was pretty much standing on their own, describing their symptoms and, and within a matter of a handful of hours was coding and going on life support. And, you know, you never know all the details of underlying conditions and other things that were going on. But, you know, most of the stories that we hear are people that, that, that get, you know, that contract the virus, that they're dealing with symptoms, but they're able to stay home and quarantine. But, you know, every now and then you hear a story like that. And, and to have heard it from Molly directly was a little bit unsettling. But I also am really proud of her for, you know, for being in a caregiving role. And she's got a heart of gold. And, She's a science nerd and and loves to study. And in fact, she's just getting ready to start grad school herself. So, oh. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, good. Well, you've probably, it sounds like you've raised some pretty uh, independent kids. So maybe uh, not worrying <laughs> too much, uh, you know, is, uh, is it, it, what may be doing the trick. But uh, well, I, I don't know. know. You're, you're a pretty good mom, too, from, from what I've they, seen. So they, we, we got very blessed. We, we did what we thought was best. But yeah, the kids are, we couldn't be more proud, truly. They're, they're great kids. So yeah. they have hearts of gold. And, well, uh, from a marketing standpoint uh, or a business standpoint, is there yeah. anything that's happened in this quarantine that's really uh, surprised you or, or gotten your attention? You know, there's a few things. Um, as I was thinking about this and I was, I was thinking about my own experience in, uh, in particular in, in this time of the pandemic and also... Uh, as I dust off my gloves and kind of get back in the ring and and uh, take on this executive CMO role, you know what I have found is that it's just a phenomenal time for for learning. Um, and and I have a little story I'll tell that is that is actually related to your show. So um, you know I'm I'm amazed at the authors that you get on your show and and the talent and the knowledge that they have and their willingness to share, you know, and, and help other people. And so, you know, uh, so my story is here I am, I'm, I'm in this new CMO role. I've been doing marketing for God knows how long, you know, you'd think I could do this by, by now. Um, but, but I, I was at this point where in particular, I, it was time to start thinking about content and for God's sake, I'm writing a textbook on it. Surely I can do this. Uh, but I just was drawing a blank on content topics. And I think it was, it was because it's a brand new company. There's, I mean, for God's sake, we don't even have a customer flyer or a blog much or a website, you but know, you better uh, have until, that website up by we June better, 30th when we this publishes. Yeah. <laughs> there, now you got or, a goal. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, but I just hit a block. I just could not figure out where to start. And so, and I'm on my own, right? I'm, I'm doing everything. I am the department of one. So fast forward, it's a Saturday. I'm, I'm cooking some recipe I found on Instagram. that's going to take me like five hours to cook it. And I, I thought, all right, well, you know, this is a great, now this is a normal time where I'd probably be out with friends or something else, but you know, here I am, I'm at home, I'm cooking. And so I queued up some marketing book podcast episodes to listen to. Mm. while I'm cooking. And, and you were um, having, were you having some, maybe some wine while you were cooking? Or Bacardi. Oh, Bacardi. That's right. Your, your drink <laughs> is Bacardi and Diet Coke. That's right, right now, the right? Lime. Don't, don't forget the lime. Yes. Oh, and the lime. Yes. In your Patrick Mahomes cup. That's right. And, that's right. With, I'm in my picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please let there be football this fall. <laughs> right. um, anyway. He's a quarterback so, with the Kansas City Chiefs for all you yes, folks Yes. And a Texas following. Tech and a Texas tech boy. Oh, um, oh that's so right. Yeah. yeah. He's a Texas boy. Um, but anyway, so I'm cooking and I queue up my podcast. And the first episode is your interview with Melanie diesel mm -hmm. who wrote content fuel. And long story short, by the time the podcast was over, I have sticky notes all over my countertop <laughs> filled. This is no joke filled with content ideas for our chemical audience. Now these are people that are their people or companies that are making, they're making industrial chemical products or their manufacturers, formulators, blenders who are helping get these products to market. So I'm just completely hitting a blank. And then I, I read, I listen to Melanie's interview and I have all these ideas. And so 
So, you know, I ended up reaching out to Melanie on LinkedIn. We chatted a little bit over email. I have her book now, which she graciously sent to me. I'm going to try to include it in my textbook. So this is what you did. Like you've, you connected us through your effort. And I just think like, what a great reminder to all of us. Number one, that no matter how long you do this craft, there is always so much to learn from other people and you're going to hit roadblocks. We all do. And if you're like me, a team of one, you've got to lean on other resources to try to help you get over, you know, that hump. And especially in this pandemic, when I can't just say, Hey guys, you know, my, my, my marketing, my Austin marketing peeps, Hey guys, let's go, you know, grab a drink and, and let's chat about, not that I would do this anyway, let's chat about my problem, you know, with content topics. Let's have alcohol and talk Let's about our problems. Let's have some alcohol and talk about our problems. Yeah, our marketing problems or, or any problems. Welcome but to in the this Marketing case, Book Podcast. You know, it's it's what I call, it's like there's there's so many silver linings and that one was one for me. So, you know, but but I think it's just a reminder of, of uh, listening, growing, always learning, and that this time is giving us a unique opportunity to do that. And, um, yes, well, that makes me really happy to know that you all have connected and her book was, uh, her book is terrific. It's awesome. And you will have way too many content ideas after reading it. And it's really like a, kind of like a multiplication table if you set it up on a whiteboard, but I'll tell you something else. I've done coming up. Oh, I'm working towards 300 episodes. I think that was one of the very best interviews I've ever done. It, there yeah. was just something it about it. So I loved her book, yeah. uh, and we really had a good rapport. And uh, you know, she has a great sense of humor, and she's, of course, a former journalist, which makes for a perfect it, content marketer. It really does, and it really yes that that practitioner being a journalist and going into PR content in particular are is just such a great segue. And so, as she was talking about that, it really it, it just made so much sense. Like, yeah, journalists have to. They have to come up with these ideas and they have to go into interviews with people that they don't know anything about their industry and they have to be ready to do that. So even it even inspired me. Uh, I have a young writer that I've that I've brought on to help us with some content and she's right out of college. That's my other tip for for veteran practitioners. This is a great time to hire uh, new college grads who are eager to uh, to learn and their parents are really eager for them to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my daughter just finished her senior year in college. I uh, remember that right yeah. here at the house. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So you know, so that that's um, you know that's one thing. Just you know, take the opportunity to grow and learn. You know, another um, is you know at ChemVM, we we st- well the founders started working on the company idea last year, and I joined them you know last fall, and and then fast forward here we are in you know the middle of March. And, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to, the economy is going into a level of uncertainty we haven't seen in generations and everything's going on lockdown. And, and we, we just had this meeting, you know, this conference call and cause a couple of them are in the East coast and a couple of us are here in Austin and, and we just kind of had this heart to heart of, you know, how are you guys feeling? And what do you think about the company? And, you know, are, are we in, do we think we need to pivot? And, and it was amazing. Like all of us, we kind of, it was, we all kind of paused, like who's going to talk first. And, and then in the end, I mean, within seconds, we're, I mean, we're like a hundred percent in, or I would say even more than a hundred percent. It's just, 
it's a great time to embrace change and challenge. And, and certain markets certainly are probably more, um, you know, more, more able, uh, to, to accept that. But, you know, here's a, a market, the chemical industry, that's pretty slow to change. They haven't benefited a whole lot from, from, uh, you know, newer technology, like we've seen like Airbnb in the travel market or, you know, Angie's list was home services. It's similar to something that we're building with our company. And, and what better time could there be now to introduce digital efficiency in an analog and manual sales process of, uh, process of connecting chemical customers and service providers. So, so for us, we're actually seeing it as a start of, of creating an even bigger opportunity. And, and I really, I think it's true for, for, for a lot of markets and a lot of companies. Yeah, it reminds me of a concept I learned about when having cocktails with Tara Nicole Nelson, who's the author of The Transformational Consumer, which is yeah. one of my favorite books. And she talked about some research she had done, which uh, revealed that a lot of people were secretly relieved by the change that's been brought on, not by the you know the sickness and the death and, and the loss of jobs, but yeah. uh, for those that were able to hang on, uh, she described this as the great reset. And suddenly, yeah. everyone had an opportunity to rethink what they were doing at their business, in their role, in their yeah. life, and all that sort of thing. And so, it's I'm you know uh, encouraged by it, and I'm fascinated by the things that just aren't going to change. And I'll give you just one example. So, since the pandemic started, and this will. This will be one of the last authors in quarantine getting cocktails I do, unless the <laughs> pandemic comes roaring back. But uh, I have gone to the barbershop once, not too long ago, and today- I know. I saw your beard earlier. <laughs> well, they won't- Dang. They won't you have to wear a mask at the barbershop, but I did get right. a haircut because I was starting to look like Tom uh, Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> yeah. but, so I got the haircut, but today I actually went to the dentist, and uh-huh. it was three months after I was supposed to go because they had to keep mm-hmm. pushing it back, and the place yeah. was just- Tighter than the tick, tighter than yeah. a tick, as they say in Texas, where yeah. it was so uh, professional and and yeah. sanitary, and all yeah. these steps they had taken, and they were all wearing masks, and um, it was just amazing. And I, and the dentist came in after a while to, to check on the uh, hygienist what she had done, and you know we were kind of joking, saying you know there's certain things that are never going to change, and he said yeah, and there's some things we should have always been doing, like these masks we're wearing. I hate it mm. as a dentist, and he's probably in his seventies at this point. He goes, yeah. I always hated how stuff was getting splashed all over my face. He <laughs> goes, that's not a problem anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. You know, so there's things like that that are that are happening that people like uh, delivery of groceries or 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 takeout or or all this uh, acceptance of uh, digital communications. I was talking yeah. to uh, Matthew Sweezy the other day, author of Context Marketing Revolution, and he was talking about how. About 10 years ago, uh, his dad called him, and it was about 10 years ago, a little bit more. He called up young Matthew, young Matthew. (laughs) He called up and said, Matthew, I need you to look up a phone number for me. And his dad thought that Matthew would have a big yellow pages right there on his desk, you know. Uh And for the younger listeners, there was a time when all the telephone numbers (laughs) were printed in a book and it was distributed. For people that are 30 years younger than me. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get me, don't get me started on the old phonograph. So, uh, the, um, so, Matthew kind of rolls his eyes and says, okay, dad, what can I help you with? And Matthew didn't have a phone book then, but he was on his computer and he looked it up and it was, you know, just a matter of seconds. And his dad said, how, how did you get that number so quickly? Cause he thought he was going to hear his son, 
you know, kind of rustling Flipping through, through. Yeah, yeah, the yellow pages or the phone book. And he said, Google. And he said, his dad said, what is this Google thing I keep hearing about? Well, so his dad never went online. It's just, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, his dad contacted him and said, Matthew, son, you're going to be so proud of me. I'm doing FaceTime with my Bible study groups. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't oh, even know his so dad cool. had a phone. He didn't know his dad had a, a computer. So yeah. he talked about that's a great example of how the digital adoption <laughs> has come in such a short amount of time. And it's it's there's other kinds of adoptions going through other industries like uh, well education. That's uh, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna we're gonna start seeing more about how that's getting changed. But also yep. even even healthcare. So. Yeah, no, it's really true. And, and even in, you know, in our personal lives, um, like, you know, the Bible study doing FaceTime is a great example. My son is actually doing a Bible study with, with some buddies, um, over, over zoom, I guess, or, or something. And, um, but, you know, so this is a, this is an interesting, uh, kind of personal story. So, uh, I went to college up in Boston. And so most of my college friends are, are in the Northeast and, um, you know, I don't, phys- I'm not physically near them. We, you know, we're, we're on f- Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but, but I don't talk to them very much. Well, now all of a sudden, now that we're in the pandemic, we're doing zoom happy hours. And, um, and, and so I get to see them more, which has been awesome. And then, uh, I knew one of my friends from college was a, a really successful fitness instructor. And, when the pandemic hit, she took her classes online. Well, now I'm doing her classes and her name is Kelly Sullivan. You can find her on, uh, on Instagram. She's a fabulous, uh, fitness instructor. I hop on zoom in my backyard with my laptop and my dumbbells and Matt and there's Kelly and, and we're doing a, a, a great workout. Oh, well, we'll have so, to include whatever links we can in your episode show notes at marketingforcomples.com. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, she would love it. Yeah. Any, anything to help, you know, these people out like, like her who are really having to uh, completely transform how they do their jobs. Yeah. Know, but you know, I'm proud of, of I'm so proud of people like that. Me too. Me I was too. talking to uh, Joseph Jaffe in this uh, series and uh, he was talking about his sister who was in London. She had a spin studio. Well, suddenly nobody could go to the studio. So right. it was not, as I understood it, uh, she then reached out to their customers because they know who all their customers are. And they say, would anyone like to, um, I guess, lease or rent our equipment until we can oh. all bring it back? Yeah. And it sounded like almost immediately, uh, as soon as they could get all their equipment on trucks, people were saying, yes, please bring me one. Please bring me no one. No doubt. And then they were doing everything online. So I just, I, I, I hear stories like that and I'm just, I'm very encouraged and I'm, I'm just so impressed and kind of reassured by the resiliency of, of so many people. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. So Rebecca yeah. Geyer, what, you know, what, what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained during this pandemic? Cause it oh, sounds like gosh. it's all work. I know. Well, and I have to, my husband last night pulled me away uh, much later than it, he should have had to. And uh, said, "Come on, let me make you a Bacardi. <laughs> Come sit outside." Just so the listener and, uh, knows, that's all it really takes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy. Just greet me a Bacardi, and I'll yeah. I'll be I'll be there. But anyway, so but this um, show is underwritten by the Bacardi Spirits Company. <laughs> that's right. And I have tried other rums, and I have to say, I'm I'm really a snob. 
I, I, I'm a Bacardi girl. Okay. But anyway, you know, we're fortunate. We have a place, um, about an hour West of here in uh, the, the hill country and, uh, we're on a river. And so it's, we, we've been going out there a lot and a lot of open space, um, still not as many cases out there. So it's not as kind of cracked down, but still people are, you know, really careful, but, um, but that's really nice to get away there. You know, another thing I've been trying to do, my dad, I'm really close with my dad. He's a, he's a cool guy. You dedicated your book to him, didn't you? I did dedicate my book to him. And, uh, and I was just got to be with him uh, on Father's Day. So I've been trying to go down there. He, his, um, it's amazing how this has affected different people. And in particular, I think the elderly, you know, they're, uh, you, you can't visit them as much. They have to be kind of, it, it just, it's really uh, messed with their routine. And that's certainly the case with my dad. So my dad is a social butterfly. He loves happy hour is every day with, and his, and his dad, his name is Joe Bob. Oh, well, let's get him on the line here. (laughs) Right. So I know really. So I've been, so that, you know, not being able to socialize and play golf and then he loves sports and, and sports are not on right now. So I've been trying to go down and see him more. And so that's been fun. And then, um, yeah, just writing, 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 trying to get this bleep, bleep textbook done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope it's a good textbook or I hope it's, it's well-received. I'm sure it'll be good. And, uh, hopefully it'll pay dividends for a long time because I've interviewed a few authors who have written textbooks and, uh, they've been, they've been very, uh, successful. So plus it seems like a new topic. Yeah. A new topic. And, um, and, and then, uh, you know, in the technical space and interestingly, I'm, I'm really, I was surprised to find out there's actually not a research-based textbook on content marketing. So um, Wiley or IEEE Wiley is the publisher and um, we're supposed to have our manuscript in it later this fall. So, um, so that's a, yeah. a, a connection of IEEE and Wiley? Right, right. Oh, interesting. They have a professional engineering communicators. I think I'm going to get that right series that we'll be plugging into. So it's an existing pretty well-established and well-known series. And, uh, and we'll be plugging into that with this, uh, with this textbook. So, so yeah, we're excited. And uh, when I'm not, you know, when I'm not uh, writing and doing all those things, my husband is retired and he's a musician. So he's, he's actually held a couple of, uh, well, he's held one so far. A couple of them have been just for the family, but he, he did a, him and his bandmate did a, uh, a live concert on our front porch for our, our whole neighborhood. Oh, wow. And, and that was super fun. Is there so, a video of it that exists? There's a, yeah, I do have a video. Could we include that in your show notes? Sure. Oh my gosh. Tim would be over the moon. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like the Tim. other. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's a I cool like guy. The guy you married. I had a yeah. good time meeting him in, uh, in Cleveland. That's right. In Cleveland. Yeah. 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 yeah good. Well, so before we go, I do have to uh, pay respect and, and beg forgiveness from uh, Brody Dorland. Uh, his company is Divi HQ. I don't know why I couldn't remember. Well, that. you know, I was going to say that because I actually just listened to one of his webinars last or a couple weeks ago with uh, with Robert Rose. So okay. um, yeah, that's yeah right. he's doing a series of webinars right now, and and I highly recommend them. They're I'm sure they're archived now. You know, for for. Uh, you know, for that people can go up and listen to him recorded. But yeah. yeah, I listened to the one with Robert and then I meant to listen to the third one and I, I ended up getting sidetracked and I didn't get back to it. So that's actually on my list. Oh, good. Well, so Divi HQ, D-I-V-V-Y-H-Q.com. Yeah. And 
because I got the website up here because obviously I couldn't remember that. It's a um, <laughs> uh, sort of a project management tool that is a, a very helpful for it's it's specifically tailored for managing uh, the processes of content strategy and editorial planning and creative yeah. production. So no wonder he was at Content Marketing World. So yeah. we'll, we'll make sure to include a, a link to those folks and you can try it for free. It's a cool tool. Um, I, just, I just hadn't been uh, using it, but that's when I met Brody and uh, it was a, it was a great part of the discussion. And when I met Brody too. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. a lot of meeting going on that day in Cleveland. I know. And I, uh, I know. It was a happy day. So Rebecca, where can people keep up with what you're doing and writing and thinking? Well, so, uh, you know, you mentioned I'm, the website. I'm, yeah, I'm already at, I'm at chemvm.com. So that's the new company. We're in beta. So if any of your listeners are chemical manufacturers, they can check that out. <laughs> um, uh, but then my personal company is, is called Rive, uh, R-I-V-E. And anyone can contact me there as well at rivevisor.com. Okay. We'll include a link to both. Well, listen, Super. Rebecca Geyer. Uh, oh, it was special for, for me to be able to catch up with you because you're one of those authors that I, I kind of feel like we become friends, you know. I know, I know. And I've Same really, I've here. really I enjoyed miss, it. Miss seeing you, and I, I just hope that we get to be back together physically, and and you can buy me a Bacardi. Yes, yes. Well, in the meantime, maybe I better just have a shipment sit. Uh, <laughs> no, there. don't. It'll be gone. <laughs> I need to ration myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, it's been great. I appreciate you coming back to uh, this special edition of the Marketing Book Podcast, Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. And I hope that uh, you and uh, Tim and your children and everyone in your world, including your dad uh, and your family, continue to stay uh, healthy and safe. Thank you. You as well.